fantasy managers hello and welcome to the very first edition of the fpl addicts and esports live not weekly but it's going to be the euro 2020 podcast we welcome you all today to the preview show for euro 2020 and uh you know it's only been three or so days but the boys are already back in town here to give you all the insight before euro 2020 so we've got my right hand man in the commentary box with me today we've got ollie walker peel how are you doing mate yeah, what do they say? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. We were away only two or three days and we're already back on it. But, you know, it's great to be here and can't wait for the Euros. It's coming on. Yeah, mate, absolutely. It's going to be brilliant. Statman Dave, how you doing, mate? Yeah, doing all right, guys. Lockdown life in Melbourne isn't that fun. Um, but obviously, it'll give me a few more days to, I suppose, get around the Euros if we're still in lockdown then, which at the moment it looks like we might be. Yeah, it has been extended if you are a Melbourne resident, if you don't know. But um, yeah, it's going to give people no excuse to not have their uh, their best Euro teams out there for the very first match week. Matt, we've uh, we've just been talking about him and his new dog, but um, he is here today fully focused on fantasy. So Matt, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, Elliot. Looking forward to the Euros. Can't wait. You know, looking through my team, making changes as, as we all do. So yeah, buzzing for it. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be brilliant, especially as an England fan. You know, we've got a little bit, bit of a uh, little bit of hope. We always hype ourselves up for these sorts of competitions, so it should be brilliant. And uh, the last man on the podcast today is Jack from Esports Live. How are you doing, mate? Yes, Elliot. Great to be in the uh, the new studio with the, with the new look and the new brand. Looks great for the Euros. Gets me a bit excited now. Good to be in the house with all the fellow Englishmen plus our adopted English Aussie, Aussie man. <laughs> well, it's a bit of an interesting one. Statman Dave, are you going to reveal to the viewers who you're going to be uh, supporting for Euro 2020? Uh, well, we might leave that to the predictor at the end, I think. <laughs> <laughs> We'll leave that one for the predictor at the end. But as we've mentioned, four of the people on the podcast today are resident Englishmen and therefore English fans. And obviously the England squad was released yesterday. So Ollie, what were your sorts of thoughts, general consensus on the uh, the squad that Gareth Southgate's picked? It's all about right backs, isn't it? All the talk would have been about Trent Alexander-Arnold. It was everywhere that he was going to miss the squad. He's made the squad, thank goodness. Gareth Southgate has some brains about him to pick him. Um, I think it's a decent squad, aside from the whole right-back saga. I probably would have left Kieran Trippier at home and potentially taken someone like James Ward prowse But at the end of the day, we've got a good squad and there's a chance we can maybe do something with it. Yeah, definitely. And Matt, what's your sort of thoughts on it? Similar to Ollie, really. I think um, you know the squad's got a lot of... There's a lot of use in there. Um, I would have liked to see Ward prowse as well. Uh, set you know set pieces would have been brilliant for the for the fantasy football as well so a bit gutted about that but um you know decent decent squad yeah definitely and jack you were a bit um disappointed i'm sure as many england fans were with the uh the news of the mason greenwood injury would do you think he would have sort of made the squad or do you reckon he pulled out because he uh he knew that he wasn't going to make it decide to fake an injury and uh, <laughs> sort of hobble off home back to manchester no nah, come on listen mason was just coming into good form there as well he would definitely be in with a shout in that 26 you know gareth's picked his 26 best ballers apparently and you know a lot of them are right backs but it's a uh, you know greenwood was definitely in with a shout is that that for me finished with why wouldn't you have him in there yeah definitely and his uh gareth southgate's obsession with right backs grows day by the day but um we're not here to just talk about england we are here to talk about euro 2020 fantasy so we will get on to that now and we'll just briefly sort of go through the rules and sort of how it works if we bring the share screen up now you can see euro 2020 football all you need to know and how to play and it is similar in fpl many ways but um it's also got a lot of key differences so a lot of the similarities include the 15-man squad you get two goalkeepers five defenders which Gareth Southgate will definitely be playing five midfielders and three forwards and the budget is the same with 100 million but it rises up to 105 million from the round of 16 and just like FPL again you get a maximum of three players per team um it's going to be does, does that sort of change Matt do you know when the um the knockout stages start to occur and stuff like that do you get to pick more than three players per team per nation you know what? I've not actually read uh, into those rules. I've looked into the transfers for the knockout stages. Um, I know in previous tournaments, they allow you to have more than three, especially when it gets towards the semi and the final when there's you know only a couple of nations. So I believe they do, but um, you know, I might have to go back and, uh, and recheck those rules. 
Yeah, definitely. If we're not even too sure on that one, so it's not made very clear in the key features, but you get two free transfers every match day in the group stage and you can make substitutions within the match day and you can also change captain to an extent as well. We'll get onto that one just a little bit later. I'll probably get you to explain that one as well, Matt, because I still don't completely understand it myself and you, uh, you obviously your captain gets you double the points so the key deadlines are on screen as follows for match day one it's the 11th of june for match day two the 16th of june match day three is the 20th of june the round of 16 starts on the 26th of june and then the quarterfinals start 2nd of july the semi-finals the 8th of july and the final is on the 11th of july so the way that you score points again it's very very similar to fantasy premier league you know you, your goals will get you the most points your assists will get you points and your clean sheets will get you the points for goalkeepers and defenders um there's a there's a few other ones a lot of different ones off, off the top of my head that i can remember you get points deducted if you give away a penalty and you get points if you win a penalty so you know those sort of the players in fpl like your 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 Grealishes and stuff that will get your penalties and your Bruno Fernandez is, you know, he's got a bit of value now, even if he's not taking the penalties, Jack. Um, Points you know, for missing pen as well. Missing pens, you get two taken off you. So that's the same as FPL, isn't it? Or do you get three taken off you for that? Uh, I'm not sure, but I know there's two taken off for this. Right, yeah. So you, you lose points for that. And then, you know, if you play for 60 minutes, you get a point and that sort of stuff. So it's not completely different to uh, to how Fantasy Premier League works, but it is uh, unique in its own sort of way there. So you, you sort of, you still get value in those players that aren't going to be on penalties if they're going to be winning them and stuff like that. And then, you know, your slow defenders that might uh, be taking attackers down in the box will also lose points for that as well, which is quite interesting, I think, as well. But the captain's sort of the main difference, in my opinion. And you can you can change your captain within the match days, just, just as you can substitute players out who don't deliver the points you'd hope for. You can switch captains too, and with double points on offer for your captain, that's a big opportunity to score heavily. So, Matt, there's sort of a lot of value in picking a captain that plays sort of early within the match day, isn't there? You know, Italy play quite early. Belgium play quite early. Are they sort of, um, is that sort of like a, a big hint towards people to be picking them as their captain so they can change it? Yeah, that's right. So, so you get to uh, each match day, I think normally has about three to four games. So you want to pick a captain that's playing in that match day. Um, so say in the first match day, there's four matches and Lukaku's playing in that, in that match day. You pick him doesn't score, doesn't do anything, then you've got a player playing in the second match day, which is more than likely going to be the next night, then you can uh, you can pick a new captain and then he scores, obviously, the new points for you. And you can do that each match day um, up until the, the end of the round. So it's a pretty good, fit, uh, pretty good feature. Um, but again, you know, you've got to be, uh, you've got to pick your battles. You've got to um, make sure you, you pick the right captain, similar to, I guess, FPL in a way where, FPL, uh, the captain's going to score you the, the big points. So, Yeah, definitely. And we've just got confirmation from our very own Statman Dave in our chat there. So for the round of 16, it goes up to four players per nation. Uh, five at the quarters, six at the semifinals, and then you can have up to eight in the final, which is very, very good. But that's sort of just a, a little brief rundown on how Euro fantasy is going to work. It is, as we said, it is a little bit different to how FPL works in some ways. So it's definitely worthwhile sort of reading the rules and that sort of thing to maximise the uh, your sort of potential in Euro fantasy as well. So um, for our league, we've got two, as we've mentioned, if you watch our FPL podcast as well, we've got two leagues, don't we, Jack? We've got the paid and we've got the free. And if I scroll down just a little bit more, it's got your leagues there. So if you go on to www.esportslive.com.au slash FPL addicts slash Euro 2020, you'll be able to choose your league. And once you click on from here, Jack, it sort of just gives you the link, doesn't it? And it'll give you the code. And then if you've got to pay, it's, it's done through PayPal, isn't it? So you just sort of got to click on that. Yeah, that's right. So obviously, due to uh, you know huge demand, we brought in the paid mini. Um, it's a short comp, so it's a chance just to uh, you know keep your keep your spirits up and keep the football line, make it a bit more exciting and interesting with the paid competition. Um, so I think we've got around you know 15, 15 players in there so far. So we're looking you know about twenty twenty five to thirty would be a great number to work with and make that a really healthy comp for everyone to be a part of. Um, so during each match day, as, as um, Elliot mentioned, there's seven match days. So we're actually going to have um, seven prizes. So it's going to be thirty dollars per thirty Aussie dollars for the highest ranked, you know, highest point haul um, 
of that round, uh, of that match day round. So seven chances to win 30 bucks. And then the uh, the winner, first place, gets uh, 250 Aussie dollars, second place, 125, and third place, 50. But like I said, there's multiple opportunities to uh, gain $30 uh, cash prize in each of them. And then obviously, we've got our mini league. We're aiming for about 100 players in there if we can. I think we're up to about nearly 80 now. Um, so we've been working hard, obviously, just to get the word out to our community. Um, and both of them links on there take you direct. So the paid one, as you mentioned, takes you straight to PayPal. So save and secure payment. Um, and then the free mini just takes you, links you straight to the page where you can uh, enter the league straight away and then you're in. Yeah, brilliant stuff. So that's how you uh, you sort of join the league. If you want to join our leagues, we'd obviously encourage you to join the paid league as much as we can. You know, it's going to be a very good competition in there. And um, yeah, you can obviously win your money back as well. So it's just a little bit of fun to sort of fill the void. Ollie, are you sort of backing yourself in this this pay league and this mini league? Is, is you know, FPL wasn't so much your thing this year. Losing to me, obviously, as many times I can mention that as possible. Are you backing yourself in the uh, in the Euro scene? Uh, I think I'll be like in England, mate, to be honest. Lots of hope pre-tournament and I'll probably <laughs> fizzle out. Um, no, on a serious note, you've always got to be confident, haven't you? Hopefully this is the one. Um, I'd love to win it. So let's see. Yeah. And what about you, Matt? Are you going to turn into the uh, the Euros guru? Well, I hope so. Um, you know, these tournaments, you've got to get off to a quick start. So you know, I was a slow starter in FPL this year. So if I start like that, then, you know, I'm not going to have a good Euros. But that I'm liking my team I've got so far. So... We'll see how we go. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and Statman, it was your first FPL season. It's definitely going to be your first Euro season then. So uh, are you sort of, are you confident? Are you sort of getting to grips with the, the rules and the, the regulations for this different comp? Yeah, I think I'm getting my head around it. I think I might be like like England as well, where I'll be quite inexperienced and I'll be up and down like a yo-yo. So we'll see from match day to match day how that goes. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, we, we don't sort of tolerate that sort of uh, that sort of statement on the podcast here, Statman. But um, yeah, that that sort of wraps up uh, how to play, how to join, and a brief overview of the rules. So we'll move on now towards our very first draft teams that we're going to show you, and we're going to sort of go through it each individually, and we're going to run, give you a little brief rundown on our teams and why we've selected the players, and give you a little bit of a little bit of insight into into our thought process. And I think we're going to start with Ollie. So uh, we'll get your 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 team up on the screen, mate, and you can uh, you can take it away and explain your choices and uh, why why you're going to win the league, I guess. Um, I'd love to. So um, we'll just start on my bench there. I'd like to start there. Um, you can see I've got the two Spanish defenders in Eric Garcia and Pau Torres, both four and a half mil uh, million euros. I think it's between them as to who starts. I think one of them will play. So depending on who that is, they'll obviously start. I'll obviously watch the friendlies. Um, I did have Thomas Kaminsky on my bench as the, as the goalkeeper spot. Obviously, Blackburn goalkeeper. Very close to my heart being a Rovers fan, but he's not made the squad for Belgium, so I've had to remove him. Um, if we go, I've gone 4 3 3. Um, Wacky Mailer is probably the most unknown quantity there. He's a right back for Atalanta, got a couple of assists, and Denmark have a fairly easy group. Uh, Jason Denier, obviously, Prem fans will know him, formerly of Sunderland and Manchester City. Um, so, Belgium have got quite a decent group. Good first game against Russia. Um, so, I've wanted to go all that back four. Obviously, Soufal, we know him through FPL, obviously favourite of mine. Midfield three, De Bruyne, Fernandes and Mount speak for themselves. Obviously, Mount only 7 million. Quite cheap, so I think he's a good option. Uh, Memphis Depay always scores. He's always around the goals. Chiro Mobile, very underrated as well. And then King Kane speaks for himself and I've given him the armband. So, yeah, quite confident. I think it's a decent team and I'll definitely change it. It's definitely subject to change, but I'm pretty happy with it for the moment. Yeah, so you're sort of content with De Bruyne at the minute. You're sort of confident that he's going to make it back in time following his uh, Champions League injury. It's one of those, isn't it? You just watch the friendlies. Uh, if he doesn't look like he's going to play, then you obviously I'll get rid of him. But he's someone you've got to have because you know if you don't have him, he's going to bite you, isn't he? He's going to be one that will score goals if he plays. He'll, he'll score a ton of them as well. So you know it's an interesting one, but it'll be one I watch with caution. Yeah, and what about what about Chiro Mobile as well? I think you know maybe a little bit of advice towards you, mate, is I'd have him as as your captain to start, and then if he doesn't bag, you can switch it back to Harry Kane. But you know Italy play on that very first. I think they're, they're the second game of of the competition, so it would be probably wouldn't be bad advice. But you've got every faith in him that he's going to be bagging the goals for you. He's quite prolific out in uh, out in Italy, so uh, you, you confident with him? Uh, I am very confident. Obviously, that captain switch is something that I'll probably do closer to the time. Obviously, because. 
that, that's something I'd think about close to the time. But Chiro Mobley, he just bags goals, doesn't he? He scores for fun. So I think he's, he might a little bit of a differential shout because I don't I think he might slide under the radar a little bit. So, you know, it's definitely one that I'll look to exploit and hopefully he bags the goals for me. Yeah, definitely, mate. That's a, a brilliant, brilliant first draft team there. Um, so, uh, yeah, hats off to you. And uh, we'll get on to the, the debutante of, uh, of Euro and FBL fantasy this season. We've got Statman Dave's team up now. So just give us a little little rundown on your team, mate. Uh, yeah, I, I, I suppose for me, with my limited knowledge, I've tried to keep it fairly safe with, with players that I sort of am familiar with, with some of the bigger leagues. And, um, you know, I think there's you kind of have to spend up on your forwards at the moment there's probably you know and i've definitely done that with sort of three of the highest uh highest amount um forwards there but you can sort of save your cash in the in the midfield and the defenders there a bit so um yeah i think i've i'm pretty happy it's about my fourth draft of the team so i've spent a bit of time during lockdown on it so i'm pretty happy with it so far yeah and you've got three belgian players there are you sort of backing them in to to do really well at the euros uh yeah well we'll find out in the predictor don't we but um yeah I've, i think i've got two now uh so i've got two belgian players i've got lukaku and i've got uh castagna in there at the moment but i've got three uh netherlands players and you've also got three england players by the looks of it as well so you've, you've got three different uh lots of three different nations there so are you back in the netherlands as well as, as a, a team to you know force to be reckoned with yeah i reckon they'll make it a fair way through this one yeah, and they've got a decently easy group as well. And you've said that you're not going to be supporting England for the Euros, but you've gone with three of their players. You've got Harry Maguire and John Stones. Are you sort of are you backing one of them to start, or do you think both of them will? But um, you've you've picked Harry Maguire over Stones for the minute. But is that going to be subject to change? Maybe. Oh, look, the, the team's changed four times already, so everything's subject to change. But um, yeah, I think at the moment, just based on the research I've done and what I've read, I kind of feel like Maguire might get the start, but. Um, he's probably the one that stayed in the team through a couple of the drafts so far. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and he was, he was scoring the, the headers back at the World Cup a few years ago as well. So I'll never forget that one against Ukraine. So, uh, you know, he's he's definitely one that's in my team that if we can bring that up on the screen now, um, as you can see, Harry Maguire is in there. So on the bench, we've got Hirideki. He's sort of, um, he's 4 million, I think. So he's, you know, he's played all season for, for Leverkusen. And I think, you know, as a Finland keeper, he probably might get the start. So he's a, diff- a decent one to have sitting on your bench. I've gone with Donnarumma from Italy because I think they've got a fairly, fairly easy group and he's obviously a very prolific goalkeeper. I've gone with Bednarek and he's the one player in my team that I'm not too sure about, to be honest. But um, for the minute, that's who I've gone with. Oli, the Pau Torres thing that you were talking about before, is um, I've, I've taken inspiration from that as well. He's in my team. Uh, Danae is also in there. Harry Maguire wraps off the defence. And then I've gone with Mason Mount, Chiesa and Kevin De Bruyne in the midfield. I'm obviously still a little bit cautious with De Bruyne and uh, if he's going to play. But if not, it might just be a straight swap to Bruno Fernandes for me. But I'm not all that sure yet. And then the forward line is where you can see all the money has been spent. Mbappe, Kane and Lukaku with the armband. So uh, they'll be the boys that are going to be getting me the big points. And I'm, I'm quite surprised we haven't seen, you know, Kylian Mbappe so far in, in either of your teams, Oli and Dave. Oli, do you think he's one that maybe, you know, people can claw a couple of points on you if you're not having him in, in your team? Oh, 100%. It's, it's, it's the thing with FPL or, or Eurofantasy. The maximum you can have is three strikers. And you've just got to pick three that work for your team. Like uh, 100%, I want Kylian Mbappe. It's not. I've not. I've not not selected him because he's a bad footballer. Because he isn't. He's one of the best in the world. But it just works for the balance of my team that I can't spend that much in that third slot. But um, I might have to look at bringing him in because I know that if I don't have him, he's going to cost me. Yeah, he's sort of... in there, eh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's he's definitely a long term one as well. Because people but then Francis group to do well. Francis That's true group, as well. Though. It's the group of death, isn't it? But, um, you know, someone, someone's someone got to be scoring the goals to send him through. And, you know, you'd sort of back that Mbappe would sort of be in and around there, you'd like to think. But we'll, we'll move on to the Guru's team now. And uh, he's the he's the FPL guru. He's the draft FPL guru as well. So he's uh, he's going for the three-peat this year. He's going for the uh, the Euro guru as well. So we'll just see. I'm, I'm loving the goalkeeper shout for the first one that you've gone with, mate, by the way. Massive fan of that. But, but just take us through your team. Yeah, look, um, looks like everyone's team's quite different, which is good to see. But um, yeah, I had to go with Tim Crawl. Obviously, if he gets the nod as number one, then 
I think he could be quite a good shout. He's you know he's known to make a lot of saves. Um, pretty uh, pretty good with his penalty saves as well. Um, going into defence, I've got the Portuguese with Samedo. I'm liking their fixtures. A um, couple of others in there. Um, that uh, Kaiser for Denmark, good fixtures as well. Uh, midfield, I've got John McGinn in there. Who I think it's going to be a bit of a differential. Uh, hey, he scored Scot- like seven in qualify in the qualifiers, didn't he? Yeah, I, 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 Scotland have got a couple of home games, so I've actually because obviously this Euros is, is unique where it's spread amongst you know number of different countries, so you've not got like your one or two host nations. So I've had a look to see who's actually hosting games and who isn't. And obviously, England have got a few, so um, and so have Scotland, and, and Scotland have got a couple at Hamden. So I thought McGinn, you know, not a bad shout maybe for the first game, but um, you know, again, it is Scotland and. They're not very experienced in these tournaments, so could come back to bite me. Um, got Chiesa in there. I think it's a very popular choice at the moment with everyone. But you know, I did look at his uh, his national record. He had about one goal in, in twenty games, so he's on the on the chopping line at the moment. Um, De Bruyne as well. I'm not sure if I'll keep him. Uh, obviously, depending on his injury. Um, and then the front three uh, pretty much sums itself up there. Look, Harry Kane's always going to go in there. I think I made a mistake 2018 World Cup and didn't actually have him in. And, uh, you know, we got golden boot. Didn't get him in until the knockout stages. Um, Lukaku's on, in there as well, of course. And then I'm going to go with more than likely Ronaldo, I think. Um, you know, he's, he's probably the best player in the tournament. So, you know, I've got to put him in there. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we, we speak a lot about the, the midfielders in Fantasy Premier League, but I think for the Euro Fantasy, it's definitely all about, you know, your three forwards. I think it, it, it would probably be a bit insane to not to not play with a, a three up top. But, um, you know, you're going with Ronaldo over someone like Mbappe and you're back in Harry Kane and you clearly you're not a, you're not a, a first timer with this. So, you know what you're doing. So, um, you know, we'll definitely be listening and watching uh, watching your career with great interest here. But um, are, you, are you definitely back in Ronaldo to, uh, to pull Portugal over the line? Yeah, look, I'd, I'd say so. I'm also liking, there's a couple of other good Portuguese players. I, I won't go into too much detail now, but um, I'd say, yeah, Ronaldo over Fernandez for me. Yeah, but um, we'll just have to see if Jack's got him in his team. Obviously, he's the resident Man United <laughs> fan on the podcast. It'd probably be insane not to have his man, Bruno Fernandez. So if we bring your team up now, Jack, we'll let you go through <laughs> it. And there he is. First man that oh, I see. Wow. There he is. Bruno's got to be in there. I think... Um, <laughs> I think this is my second draft uh, pick that I've done, draft team I've done. Um, put a few favourites in there and went for the familiar ones and kind of moved everyone around. But I think similar to everyone else, everything's going to get moved around and chopped around. Um, but gone for Casper in goal, uh, of course. He's been so good in um, for Leicester, hasn't he? And he, he just, I think the fixtures are pretty good for Denmark as well, aren't they? So I quite fancied him in goal. Um you know, another, another um, Danish centre half in there, Kaiser. Um, Delit with Netherlands. Netherlands got good fixtures. Belgium, put Castagna in there. I'm not too sure if he's going to start, though. Uh, someone prodded me on Twitter about that. So I'm just going to have a think about that one. Uh, put Bruno in there, of course. Um, Foden's in there. Do like Foden. Um, just just not obviously not showing this England team what this starting lineup's going to look like. Uh, Chiesa, similar to what the guru said, maybe he's on the chopping block after that stat he pulled out about the 1 in 20 goal. And I've put um, a bit of a differential in there with uh, Malinowski from Atlanta. So his form has been absolutely you know, outstanding for Atlanta. And I think he had 12 assists, eight goals this season. So a bit of insight for you there. Let's just consider. And then Moreno uh, for Spain. He plays for Villarreal. Obviously, oh, does he? Does he? Yeah. Don't, don't remember. Hmm. Did, did yeah, there he you go. So. Oh, he must do. He must do. 29-year-old looking to peak this this season, this year. Isn't he? And he's, he's bagged five in 10 for Spain. Um, he looks really good. It's probably mm. similar stats to Ferran Torres, but he's cheap. I think he's six and a half in there. So he's uh, maybe one to look out for. Um, Harry Kane in there, of course. And then um, obviously uh, the big pole up top, Lewandowski. But we'll see um, Yeah, see how he goes. I might swap him out for Lukaku, maybe nearer the time. Not too sure. But I think he's pretty, pretty happy with, kind of, with that kind of structure at the minute. But yeah, subject to change. For sure. Yeah, the first team that we've seen on the podcast today with Lewandowski in it. Are you, um, as you mentioned, you might get him out for Lukaku. Do you think Poland are going to do decently? And he's going to obviously, if, if there's going to be goals for Poland, you'd, you'd expect that Lewandowski with the season he's just had, oh mate, yeah. be the one. Not not just the season he's had, but the last ten years he's had 
you know what I mean? He, the guy scores goals. Um, so to to write him off is, isn't, uh, you know, it's not too respectful. So he's going to be in there for now, but then uh, that potential, but I'm, I'm open to, uh, I'm open to change probably. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it depends what the, his teammates around him can do. He obviously can't yeah. always do it himself, but um, yeah, that'll be a very interesting one. But that um, that's our, our draft teams, a big, big spread of players there. It's, it's refreshing to see, mm-hmm. you know, fantasy teams that aren't just all the same as FPL sort of turned out to be a little bit this season when we had a lot of similar players. So um, yeah, that wraps up our, our first draft teams. So we will move on now to the section that you've been waiting for on the podcast. It might not be Fantasy Premier League, but we've got the guru section back. He's going to be the Euro guru this season. We can feel it. And he's going to sort of give us just a little bit of of insight and spark a little bit of discussion about the players that you should probably look out for for the upcoming tournament. Yeah, thanks, Elliot. Look, after looking at those teams, I don't know if I'm going to be the Euro guru. There's a, uh, (laughs) you know, there's a few good players in there that I've not even thought of. Um, you know, some nice teams, so I'd like to see that. But, but in terms of a few players that caught my eye, um, definitely one that uh, is in uh, one of the teams there I saw, Phil Foden. Um, and obviously in the England squad, great form for Man City this season. You'd expect him to start for England in, in a front three. Obviously he's young, but, you know, goals and assists he brings. And, you know, we'll see how he goes in these England friendlies. But I think he's definitely one to look out for. I think he's about £8 million as well. Um, so not a bad price. Um, and then another one who's looking as a huge differential. Uh, he was actually mentioned in our paid league uh, group chat on, on Discord earlier. Um, so if you're not part of it, sign up. Uh, and Pedri for Spain. He's only had three caps, but you know Spain have dropped a lot of the big guns. There's no Isco, there's no Asensio in midfield. So you know he's definitely one to look out for in these friendlies. I think he's got a lot of opportunity to to start, score goals, get assists. Um, very very good player. And then another differential, this one's actually stolen off Jack. Uh, it's going to be Patrick Van Aanholt uh, for the Netherlands. Uh, left back starts for them. You know, Very attacking. We've seen in FPL that he likes to get forward. Uh, he does the same for, for Holland as well. So he's one I'm really, really liking. So thanks, Jack, for that. And another on, one on, who... On, sorry, Matt, on that one, like some guy was uh, giving it me on Twitter again for him. Um <laughs> For Van Van Arnold. do you think is he so? Is he starting? Is he? Is I haven't looked at his history or anything like that. But yeah, is he, he? He seems to play most of the games I've seen in in the sort of the qualifiers and you know the last couple of years with with them. Unless there's another left back that you know I'm obviously not aware of or you know a yeah. formation change. But um, he seems to be a, a starter. I guess we'd we'd know more in the friendlies. But I think if he's starting, um, you know Holland have got some pretty nice fixtures. Um, you know it might not be the Holland of, of old, but you know, they always like to attack and you know, your fullbacks, attacking fullbacks could be good. But I'd say for now, um, he's a good pick. But again, like with all these choices, probably just uh, see how the friendlies go. Um, and then another one, he's not actually in my team yet, but I am considering him. Um, and it's Yotta uh, for Portugal. Obviously, we saw how good he was for Liverpool this season. Um, you know, he was cheap in, in fantasy Premier League. He's pretty well-priced in Euro fantasy football as well. And He's he played in quite a few qualifiers as well for, for Portugal, scored a lot of goals. So I think he's a very, very good option to have. I'd actually say he's a better option than, than Bruno, um, if obviously we know he's going to get the start. Um, so really liking him. And then my last one, obviously I did mention his, uh, his poor stat of one goal in 20, but I'm going to throw Chiesa in there just to start with. He's got really high ownership at the moment. He's been all over Twitter. Um, you know, I've actually had him in one of my older football manager teams as well. So... Yeah, I know him quite well from that perspective. So, uh, you know, I think he could be quite a good one for the Euros. Good fixtures, midfielder and well-priced. So definitely one to look up for in these uh, in these friendlies as well. Yeah, I think I think on the topic of Chiesa, he's, he's very popular with this because, you know, he's, he's had a little bit of a, a breakout season out in Italy with Juventus. And, you know, I think he's about 7 million in Euro fantasy, which, you know, if you know he's going to get the start as an attacking midfielder or a wide player, you know, you'd expect him, with, especially with the group that Italy have got as well, you'd expect him to be among the goals. Yeah, and I, I believe Italy might have a, a home game as well. Uh, in Rome, potentially their uh, their first yeah, game in one, Rome. Yeah, they have one. At, they have one at Rome early on. I forget who it was against, but I looked before. Okay, so um, you know that's another thing when looking at these assets and looking at these players. Definitely look at the fixtures, see if they've got the home game because having that crowd, you know, as a host, is going to play a big, big part and, and make a big difference. And 
you know, a lot of these guys have got, got those games. So Foden's obviously got a few games at Wembley. Kays has got one in, in Italy as well. So definitely look out for that. Turkey, 5am to start the Euros. First game, 5am local time, 12th of June, Turkey. There you go. I think captain's armband on, uh, on Chiesa if he's in your team. Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, with with the captain change that you can do and stuff like that, it's, it's always smart to have one of the first games as your captain. But do you sort of, back to the topic of Phil Foden, do you think he's going to get the um the nod over a player like Mason Mount in the, the system that, you know, you think Southgate will employ? Or do you sort of think that he both of them will play and Foden will just be a better, better player fantasy-wise? It is a tough shout. Personally, I think Foden's too good to not play. Um, you know, I've, I've got a feel of, uh, you know, Rooney Euro 2004 with, with Foden for this one where, you know, you've just got to throw him in there and hopefully he doesn't get an injury like Rooney did. Um, and I, I think he, he should start, you know, raw talent and um, you know, get him get him in the lineup, Southgate. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you spoke a lot about Portugal and Diogo Jota. He's obviously been absent for a, a lot of the, the, the Premier League season, but he came back at the end and he was he was definitely firing for Liverpool. So, you know, is he going to be sort of the man for Portugal? Do you think they've got a stacked forward line? So it's going to be very difficult, you know, to, to try and pick a, a front three if, if that's what they go with. But do you think Jota will definitely be one that they're going to look to, to start? Yeah, I hope so. I know he got a couple of goals in a recent qualifying game and I think he got back-to-back goals over a couple of games and, you know, it was brilliant for them. So, I guess, yeah, you know, look over the friendlies. There is Ronaldo, there's Felix as well, um, you know, Jack's man, uh, Bruno Fernandes. So, you know, there is options. But, um, yeah, I think, he'll, I think he should get the start. Yeah, they're definitely going to be a, a, a very, very strong team. Obviously, they, they won Euro 2016, so they are the, the, the reigning champions as of now, but um, that might be subject to change. But we'll just move on now. I'm not sure if you've got your captain picks ready for us, but if you could just list like three off the top of your head, if you don't, that you think that the ones to go with, keeping in mind that you can, um, you can, you can change it and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely Lukaku, I think, with that game against Russia. Um so he's definitely he's a good captain. Scores a lot of goals for Belgium, and he's prolific for them. Harry Kane as well has to be on there. I think England are at Wembley against Croatia, so um, you know he scored against them in the Nations League as well. Um, I think he'll be ready, uh, ready to fire. So you know definitely there. And um, you know if you've got Ronaldo in your team, the fixture looks good. Um, so I'd probably say Ronaldo as well. Like those three, you know, pretty trustworthy, worthy captains. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all about the forwards in, in Euro fantasy. I definitely think that's sort of a, uh, an early tip for everyone out there is you've got to have a stacked forward line, I think, because they'll, uh, they'll definitely be getting you the points. But, but thank you very much, Matt, for your, your very first Euro fantasy guru section. Um, yeah, we'll look forward to the, uh, the insight throughout the season. Thanks, Elliot. I was going to throw a curveball in there as well, if you wanted a quick curveball, Captain. We're always here for a curveball. All right, as a man that's gone under the radar... Um, for Belgium, and it's going to be Hazard. Yeah, it's gone yep. very much under the radar. Absolutely, yeah. especially if De Bruyne is not playing. Yeah, mm. so definitely one to look out for. He might, you know, up his game a bit for Belgium. So, what's it? What's his value in the game? Is he ten? I think he's less than De Bruyne. Um, he's actually one I'll probably look at after the after the podcast because he just come to mind during this when I saw everyone's teams, and I just thought. You know, if De Bruyne is out, he could be one to look out for. He's, he's had a poor season at Madrid, but, you know, different, different games, no, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely no way you've been leaving him out in like during the World Cup. You're in 2018. You never have even thought about it, would you? He'd be, he'd be a hot prospect in there to have in there, hot property. He'd probably be in all our teams if this was the, yeah. uh, you know, the 2018 World Cup. So, yeah, definitely one to look out for as a curveball. Yeah, Ten definitely. Million. 10 million. Ten million. <laughs> 10 million. Thought 10 million. So. Yeah, that's yeah. that is cheaper than De Bruyne, isn't it? De Bruyne's ten and a half, isn't it? We've got a a, a question a from question. our very own very own Chris Reed <laughs> in the comments. There, he says, "Interesting that no one's gone for any Germany players. What's your thoughts on them, guys?" We'll, we'll, we'll fly this one over to you, Ollie. Um, you know, Germany—they're they're in the group of death, as, as we talked about before. And I, personally, I think they're the weaker of the three sides out of Germany, France, and uh, and Portugal, obviously. So uh, what's your thoughts on Germany? Are you going to be going with any of the Germans in your team? Not immediately. Um, definitely not any defenders, because I think you just touched on the group of death. I think all three teams will make it through. Um, but no, I did have uh, Florian Wirtz in there initially uh, from Leverkusen, but he didn't make the squad. I thought he might be an outside child to make it. 
Um, he hasn't done, so I got rid of him, obviously. Um, you're looking at guys like Havertz and Werder, aren't you, if you're going with any, but I'm not going with any at the moment. Yeah, that's fair enough. And Jack, you know, Oli mentioned on the, the Werner and the Havertz, but they've got players like Leroy Sane, Serge Nabry that are all very well known. They've had brilliant seasons out in Germany, respectively. So, uh, you know, I, I definitely looked at, at Nabry earlier in the season as a midfielder. Are you going to be, uh, are they going to be on your radar, do you reckon? I think so. You might look at the, maybe the third game, you know, that group stage game with playing against Hungary in there, you know, when they've got past, obviously, um, France and um, Portugal in there. But I think, yeah, maybe that third game might look to bring some of the assets in. Maybe even, you know, differential like Thomas Muller is back in the squad, isn't he? Um, I think he's, I don't know if he's made it or not in there. I'm pretty sure there was, there was a talk about it. Um, he did, so he, he did. Exactly. So he's back. I think Joachim Lowe's kind of, uh, you know, they've, They've gone right. Let's just go for it. Sack off this strategy we had because he's leaving after the Euros, uh, and they've brought some of the old boys back. Um, so this could be all guns blazing from it. it. Could be a different kind of Germany. So you know, not for me at the minute, but it'd be interesting to see how they go in those first two group games. Yeah, and Matt, none of them were included in your sort of um, players to watch, were they, or anything like that? And I don't think any German players featured in any of our teams either. So are you sort of just gonna just leave them out and put them aside, as as we've been saying? He's got me thinking now, as Reedy, uh, with, with Germany. You know, when when Germany haven't been spoken about much or hyped up, then they that's when they, uh, you know, they fly under the radar. Um, the Germans will strike. Yeah, 2002 World Cup sort of period. You know, no one expected them to do it. They made the final. This is Lowe's last one in charge. So, you know, Havertz coming off the back of a Champions League. Werner as well. I guess it's like the Premier League, you know, there, there's certain players that are fixture-proof um, and the Germans, if you're going to pick fixture-proof players, it's the Germans. So, yeah, I might have to might have to have a little look through yeah. their squad after this. Not, not got a bad keeper in there either, have they? Yeah, brilliant keeper. Always have a couple good centre-backs as well. And, um, yeah, there's there's ones to look out for. So, um, yeah, good question. And, and definitely what I'm, I think after this, I'll be going straight to the, the German squad on, on, the, on the fantasy app. Yeah, Reedy's Reedy's managed to get everyone thinking there with that live comment. Um, so, uh, well done. He's sort of playing playing mind games possibly with us, trying to make us uh, get get the Germans in when he knows they're not going to do too well. But what's going to get us thinking now is we'll move on to the final stage of the podcast today, and we're going to do our very own tournament predictor together, and we're sort of just going to collaborate a little bit and. Um, yeah, we're going to pick who we think's the winner. But obviously, we'd, we'd all go with England, but um, it can't always be that way, unfortunately. So if we bring up the share screen, I'll just show the way that it works and we'll just work through it together. And we'll start with Group A. We've spoken a lot about Italy's group today. Are we all sort of in a, an agreement that we think they're going to finish top of, top of the blocks? Top of the pile, yeah. 100%. Yeah, who are we sort of thinking yeah. for second place then, Jack, out of, out of the rest? Wales, Switzerland or Turkey? Uh, Wales to finish last. Um, oh, <laughs> oh. Wow. I, I, I'll enjoy a couple of good Welsh friends, and um, I love them second. I love them second. Like they could, they could come out with something, you know. It's they could just step up and deliver, you know. Gareth Bale is in good form coming into it. Um, you can't underestimate him, of course. Um, you know, Turkey. I think they've got. Is it Yilmaz who's Yilmaz. like 35, 35 yeah, up top? Yeah. Just, just Brilliant won the league with, with Real, Ligan. but. Can he can he carry them through? You know, gone are the days where they've got a full squad of you know big names. Um, you know the Hakan Sukar days. Um, but I think yeah, and Switzerland. I don't I don't think. I mean, who Switzerland got lads? Fabian Shakiri, 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 So going on, go back on Turkey. I think they got probably two of the best centre backs in the in the tournament as well, haven't they? Sonoichku and um, there's another really good one in there. He's um, that good, you can't remember his name, Guru. He's from oh, Juventus, he's isn't he? He's from Juventus. Demiral, Demiral, Demiral. Two of the best centre-backs in the tournament. I think that's a big shout. One's one well, your well, mate, Gareth. For, for, I think from any one country to have two yeah, pretty strong. So, I'll, I'll put Turkey first in this one. Oh, first? 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 Yeah. Are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> Are you mental? <laughs> <laughs> They've got a nice squad. I'm liking Yilmaz. I think yeah, I might have to look at him as well. So, as a general, as a general consensus, do we think Italy, Turkey, Wales, Switzerland? I'd have Wales and I'd have I'd have Wales and Turkey swap personally, but I'll I'll go with that. 
we'll go with that just just for the sake of uh, for Gareth Bale for Matt we'll, time we'll, and we'll arguments <laughs> yeah time and arguments definitely we'll move on to Group B and um you know it's quite a controversial one but Belgium up the top there Jack don't you think you know they're definitely going to struggle in that group aren't they I think Belgium are uh, yeah very much struggle and finished first by a country mile. Yeah, can't see him losing a game in there. But um, other than that, it's probably probably anyone's game, isn't it? Down, down. I think, Dem- I think Denmark, Denmark will be. I think Denmark will be pretty handy. Uh, Finland mm. with Puki, um, mm. Russia. I don't know. They still got Arshavin playing. <laughs> <laughs> Could definitely use in these days. I think um, we sort of all all in agreement that Belgium first, Denmark second, and then. Russia and Finland will sort of just taper out down towards the bottom. I think. I think you, you are right. You probably can switch Finland and Russia around, but that sort of would cap off Group B for me. Are we all sort of are we all sort of in agreement with that one and happy? Yeah, Scandinavian derby, isn't it? It is. It is actually. That's a good, <laughs> very good point. That'll be a, that'll be a good game to watch. Actually, that'll be uh, yeah. quite heated. I think it'll be a very good game. And uh, Group C. Again, it's it's another one where it's pretty clear to see who the winner of the of the group's going to be. I think Matt, it's probably no debate, is it? It's going to be going to be the Netherlands, going to be the Dutch. You'd think so. It is tough. Though. I think you know the worst manager in football, De Boer, as Mourinho said, is in charge of uh, of them these days. Um, they're probably not quite where they were in you know that Euro two thousand and eight sort of phase. They're a long way off World Cup twenty fourteen. Um, if you'd expect them, though, I'd probably say that's about right. That group, maybe no Ukraine Van, in no second. No Van Dijk as well. No Virgil Van Dijk in the yeah. back, so that they'll miss him a lot. I think they'll miss his leadership and everything. So it'll be be quite interesting. But down down from there, it's going to be quite interesting. I think. I think Austria, as we've said, Denmark, we think will do quite well. I think Austria themselves will do quite well, respectively. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they hold up against England in the morning for us. But do you think Austria second, Ukraine third? Or do you think Ukraine second, Austria third? It's tough. Ollie. Ukraine have always done quite well. Yeah, do you want to go, Ollie? I don't know who's hosting those games. Yeah, it's 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 as you said before, it's it's a bit of an interesting one, isn't it? Because you know it's like no Euro that we've seen before because they're all over the place. But we'll, we'll fling this one over to you then, Ollie. Ukraine third and Austria second, or the other way I, around, mate. I didn't want this one. I really <laughs> didn't want to answer this one. Um, it's tight. Ukraine just. Ukraine through through Yarmolenko or uh, Zinchenko or someone or yeah I think I think I think I think all three of those sides will go through I think all three of those sides will qualify but I think Ukraine just yeah definitely and uh, we'll, we'll give Statman this group just because he's probably going to be the least biased out of all of us because we are all obviously England fans but Statman how do you think that group's going to shape up if you go from first to fourth just give it off the top of your head how do you think it's going to how do you think it's going to finish no, I think you pretty much got it right there. I think England will get through on top, but probably not by a lot. Um, and then, yeah, look, uh, Czech Republic and Scotland, yeah, third and fourth. You can toss up between the two where they'll finish, but I think pretty much what's there is is how it'll finish. Okay, maybe we're not as biased as we uh, as we think, lads. Then as, think, as England fans. Can I just say? Can we just flash back to two thousand and eighteen? I might cop a bit of stick for this, but I, I'm obviously England through and through. Would you lot take second to avoid the group of death matchup in the round of 16? Would you lot take second? I think you've always got to play to win, mate. I think the only way that you can be the yeah. best is if you beat the best. I don't. I didn't agree Correct. with that even in 2018. Is you know, I, I don't think we obviously tried to lose against Belgium, but I think you've always got to go out there and play your best and play your best football personally. But um, Jack and Matt, you've been through a lot of England pain and a lot seen a lot more England than us. So Jack, would you sort of be happy with that? As Ollie said, to finish second. I think he's just going to go out and try and win every game. If we go through a second because we've messed up, then we go through in second. Should be pretty confident that we will uh, will make it through that group there, though. I'd be quite surprised, Matt, if uh, if we didn't end up making it through. But um, that sort of that wraps up the uh, the group D there, and we're we're building up towards the uh, the deadly group F. But we've got one more to go through before then. We've got Spain, Poland, Sweden, and Slovakia. So Ollie, we'll, we'll fire over to you. Spain have got a, a pretty decent squad there, quite well well respected. Do you think they're going to top Group E there? Um, I think that's the easy one. I think the other three um, are, the, are the tough ones. I think with Zlatan out, uh, Sweden have lost a lot of their potential goals. Um, I think Poland, they haven't really done well at recent international tournaments, but with Lewandowski and uh, Milik as well, you don't really count 
those guys out. So I'd say second for them just because of their goal scoring prowess. And we'll go Sweden just. So I think as the group reads. Yeah, but I don't definitely. I don't I, I don't think Sweden will qualify. I think no. I had I had Scotland over Czech Republic when I did this like half an hour ago. Um and I don't think Sweden will qualify. I think this will be one of the groups where they don't go through. The third place don't yeah. go through. Always always yeah. happens to Sweden that. Always happens. Yeah. They are um they are at home though in a couple of games in in, in uh, Stockholm. I yeah, believe. It'll be, be an interesting one that group. It's um you know, sort of a, a fair gap between Spain and the rest of them, but it's sort of anyone's game from there down, mm. in my opinion. So that'll be uh, definitely one to keep your eye on and one to watch. But we'll move on to Group F, and um, this is the one that's probably going to be the most wrong and the most difficult to predict. But um, Jack, going to go with France first, do you reckon? Or do you back Portugal to uh, to beat top of them there? Or, or what are you saying? I am saying, um, I reckon Portugal might top it, you know. Portugal will top it. A couple of Bruno Fernandes penalties. Ronaldo lets him. Ronaldo lets him. Yeah, no, I think I think yeah, Portugal maybe first, France second, Germany. You know, obviously this discussion they might throw a couple of surprise results out there. Might be draws and a win against Hungary puts them there. Portugal, France. Even though it's a group of death, obviously that means there's going to be no set winner in there, doesn't it? So Portugal just maybe France, Germany point. Yeah, Hungary. Hungary are going to finish last in that group. <laughs> it's probably a safe bet. Would... You know, mate, I, I, had, I had Hungary to top it myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, probably... I, I think I'd have France I'd have France on top, Portugal, Germany, then Hungary to prop it up. But, yeah. Tough it's, it's, it's going to be anyone's game in that group, I think. But um, we'll, we'll stick with Portugal on top just for now. I'd, I'd also agree with you, Oli. But um, we'll just go with that. And we'll, we'll give you all... You know, one team each to pick. We'll start with you, Jack, out of, you know, four of the best third place teams that we've chosen. So you get the first pick of who you think is going to have the uh, the most points that they get to qualify. Go on, we'll put the Germans in, shall we? The Germans, nice, easy one to start off with. Statman, you get the second pick. Oh, um, Austria. Austria, nice. I back them as well, so that's a very good choice. Oli, you're going to get the third pick. Wales for me. Wales, he loves it. I think that was probably probably going to be the guru's pick with Gareth Bale. But um, if you had to pick another one, Matt, who are you going to go with there? Uh, Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Yeah. Tom, Thomas Suchek going to manage to do it for them, is he? Yeah, Suchek, Sufal, two good players. I think they've, they've got some some handy footballers. So yeah, definitely them. Yeah, we'll we'll just we'll quickly go through the round of sixteen. I'll, I'll give you, you know. Just let everyone pick each, and we'll start again with you, Jack. Belgium v Germany. That'd be a brilliant game in real Blimey. life. It does happen. What a That'd game! Be a brilliant game. But um, who, who are you going to back to to go through in that? Oh, the Germans will be. You know when they get when they come to it in the mm. in the round of six in the round in the final <laughs> stages, the Germans. Um, let's just go Belgium because I'd like them to beat them, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't wouldn't disagree with you there. And then Italy versus Ukraine, Dave. Um, who are you gonna who are you gonna pick there? Uh, Italy, I think, for that one. Yeah, probably probably the safe bet again. And that's going to be another brilliant game, wow. Belgium v Italy, if it does happen as well. Portugal v Wales, Ollie, that's You know, you backed Wales to finish third, but is there going to be much argument for them to uh, beat Portugal there? Yeah, it would be a rematch of the quarterfinals from Euro 2016, wouldn't it? When Wales ran out three-one winners, they're not going to replicate it if they play them in the, in the quarters. I think Portugal win that one quite comfortably. Yeah, I can't argue with that with that one again, mate. And then, Matt, Croatia v Poland. I'd love to see Croatia lose that one just because of the World Cup. But I'm just a, just a hurt England fan. But what what do you think? I'll go Croatia. Yeah, that's it. And again, Good another brilliant game. Yeah, they're they're going to have a brilliant team, Croatia. So they're going to be a, you know, they've, they've sort of flown under the radar a little bit as well, I think. But um, they'll probably end up doing all right. And then back to you, Jack. Spain v Austria. Take oh, I'll let game. you pick this. I'll let you pick this one, El. Let me pick this one. All right, thank you very much. Uh, I think for me, it's going to have to be Spain. I think they're they're going to they're going to do decently well at this. I'll take this easy one now. Yeah, nice oh. easy one. Imagine that in the oh. round of sixteen. That would be horrible. Wow. So if so if is this it's not a random draw one. This is it. This is actually the the run of it, isn't it? So this think is what would happen if, if France finished second. This is what we're getting. Or if Portugal finished second, or Germany. This is what we're getting. Come on, hungry. Come on, hungry. Yeah. Um, England, eh? England. He's back in England. That's of course, I am. The first. 
First Four one that I disagree with, but I'd never, never want to see England get knocked out in the round of 16. So I'm no more than chance. happy to, to comply with that one. Statman says no chance. He gets to pick between Netherlands and Czech Republic now. So take your pick, mate. Oh, look, I think Dutch are going to go a long way in the tournament. So I'm going to go Dutch. Yeah, Netherlands, probably the safe option there. And then Ollie, you get Turkey v Denmark. It'd be a good game, this one. Um, mm. Be an underrated shout. I'll take Denmark, though. Oh, he like he like he's liking the Danes today, Ollie. Is he's uh, he's backing them in. I think expecting them to do well. And the the guru is going to get the bumper fixture between Belgium and Italy. Who are you going to pick out of that one? Whew. It's a tasty God. one as well, isn't it? I'm wow. calling penalty shootout and Belgium. Belgium, Belgium to win it. And if it is a penalty shootout, then um, we'll ask you for the lottery numbers. On the day, Jack gets another another brilliant game. Portugal v Croatia, yeah. easy one. This Portugal, Ooh. Portugal. Jack, oh. Jack's also another one. He's back, back in the Portuguese in for that one. I probably wouldn't disagree with you there, but um, there's definitely room for for argument there. Statman, you get Spain v England because England are obviously going to knock France out if that happens. So, uh, well, look if they're, good, if, if they're good enough to beat France and they're good enough to beat Spain, as far as I'm concerned, but um, I don't think they'll get that far. But obviously, out of those two, I'm going to pick England. Get this, shirt. Get this man an England shirt. Get this man an England shirt. Come on. We're not having that, Statman. And then, um, Ollie, you're back. You, you, you can't pick Denmark here, surely. No, no, I can't. <laughs> um, Netherlands to win that one. Probably the easiest one out of the lot to pick. Yeah, you get, get a nice easy one then. Wow, what a brilliant game this would be. Again, there's going to be a lot of brilliant games if, if this comes off map. But yeah, um, wow. Belgium v Portugal, take your pick from that. I don't like Roberto Martinez. I don't like Roberto Martinez. Belgium just haven't quite got over the line. Mm. But I'm going to back him if they in that fixture. I'm going to back him to get to the final. Martinez. Back back in against Ronaldo and Fernandez. What? Come on. (laughs) Tough. KDB might be fit by then. Yeah, Mm. that's true. Actually, that's true. Uh, Jack, you get the, the pick between England v Netherlands. So oh, Netherlands absolute chokers. England. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not the best Netherlands squad in my opinion. No, no. There's, there's no Van Nistelrooy's. There's no, <laughs> no there's Robin. no Robins. Yeah, it'll definitely be an interesting one. No Van Dyke as well. It's going to be a massive, yeah, massive no miss for them. So it'll be interesting. But um, for the final, because it is the final. On, Elliot, we'll Elliot vote, you can but... pick this one, mate. <laughs> well, uh, you're the host after all. You're the, you're the host. It's coming home, boys. It's coming home. It's coming home. Look at this. Screenshot that. (laughs) Go on, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. Save Save the image. Uh, Save the image. There you go. Save it in a little bit. But if that that does end up happening, then... um, We'll paste it everywhere. Yeah. When it happens, when it happens, boys, when it happens. So that's our um, that's our Euro prediction. How many of them will come true? We're not sure, but um, you can call us bias all you want. We don't really care. That's that's what's going to happen. And there's nothing that anyone can do about it. So it is coming home. Ollie, it's got to be coming home this year, mate. Three lions on the shirt. Where's the right side? There it is. There you go. Three <laughs> lions on the shirt, lads. Come on, England. Come on, England. All of our jerseys this time. Next come on, week. lads. Yeah, definitely should do. But that's going to wrap up the very first Euro 2020 fantasy podcast. We hope we've given you a little bit of enjoyment and a little bit of insight towards the different competition. And we uh, we wish you the best of luck before the uh, before the Euros. Get your draft teams in. Join the Discord. Start chatting with us. You know, we can give you a little bit of advice if you want to if you want to listen to us. Or maybe you can give us some advice because we might need it as well. We never know. But for now, may all your may all your Euro fantasy dreams come true. Take care. Stay safe. Bye for now. Bye for now.